Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Do I Make You Uncomfortable with Morgan and Sarah. I'm Morgan, and that's Sarah. Sarah. Oh, sorry. That's that's the only that's the amount that you get to sing on here, or we'll get sued. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I bet you. I we bet don't you have that, the money to get sued. That, no, no, that song is so old that I bet you it's way outside of trademark. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's Smashing Pumpkin songs that are outside of trademark, and that song is older than that. Okay. You might be right. I think we're okay. There was another song I was going to sing on here the other day. I was like, oh, no, I can't. And I was like, wait a minute. I bet I could sing that because that's old as shit. It's old as shit. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, though, now so Brooklyn just walked by she's homesick of course again today um but she legit has like a virus she's got like a runny nose and she's got like the puniest little (laughs) cough I'm like stop you don't have to fake cough you must be loud enough in my headphones that when you did that King stopped chewing and turned and looked at me real fast (laughs) but anyway I have Maddox's gamer headphones on because yeah you do when I wear Spencer's air the earphones the wired um iPhone headphones they hurt my ear holes so where are your bluetooth ones uh, they don't it doesn't connect with my mic because it has a microphone in it so the last time I tried oh that's right yeah it overrode this mic doesn't sound as good so yeah so today Sarah and I spent some time doing the same course that we teach and um we I was getting emails back and forth from one of the attendees last week and um Sarah and I teach discharge planning and follow-up or something on there and we were we it's, did the, a, it's recorded it's recorded it's a recorded yeah. session that they have to watch prior to coming to the in-person session and uh, I got an email that said, I'm listening to your and Sarah's lecture. You guys sh- should have a podcast. And I sent back an email. Surprise, we do. We do. <laughs> so we kind of talked about it in class today. And they were like, what? And I know I one of the say. other girls was like, I was sitting there thinking the whole time, like, you guys should really have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Or she said, no, she said, I really feel like I'm just sitting and listening to a podcast right now. <laughs> I was like, well, so here's the thing. (laughs) I was going to tell him that like, while we were doing it, we were freaking out a little bit because we were like, uh, because we used the name of the city that we were in and some of the the hospitals and stuff like that. (laughs) We don't do that on here. (laughs) Yeah. And then we both kind of had pause while she did it. And I was like, oh, we don't need to worry about that. This the is funny fine. thing was that both of us paused. Yeah. But like neither one of us knew that the other one paused until yeah. the, like I was sitting there and uh, Morgan wrote me a note while we were still, because you like for that, we had to go straight through. Yeah. No stops, no edits, no nothing. And so she wrote down on a piece of paper while we were still doing it. Um, I just forgot we weren't doing the podcast. <laughs> And then we did a recording of a mock exam. And while we were doing that, uh, we had to like stop and, and edit and, and that stuff. And there was a third nurse there and um, Sarah was getting ready to restart from somewhere. And she's like, um, she said something and she's like, oh, I'm used to starting and stopping with the podcast. We have to edit that all the time. And I was like, that's true. Like, yeah, we, you know, if we have to like restart something or if we say something I get the city or say something and we're like oh you can't say that we have to start our kids come charging in and have um like when that day that your kids came charging into your room and had a meltdown fight in the room while we were recording oh man yeah and the other day I was on I was on a meeting it was it was okay so things have transitioned over and I am our state IFN president and so um I was on that meeting, running a meeting, and both the girls come in here and are mocking me on the other side of my laptop. And for like a good five minutes, they were standing back there making fun of me. So I'm like running this meeting, a state level meeting with nurses from all over the state. And the girls are standing there mocking me. And I just continued right on. I was like, okay, 
you little assholes. That's their favorite thing to do right now. Um, so do you have anything else that we need to catch up on? Um, I had something while you were talking and I can't remember what it was now. Oh my My gosh. Oh, I forgot. I was, I hadn't listened to new heights in a couple of weeks. I was listening on the way to work this morning. The part where they're talking about what animal they would have as a teammate, I was dying. But the Wait, best t- part about it is I was arguing with them. I was like, no, oh, you wouldn't choose them. Like, and initially I was like, bear. I was like, a bear. Why wouldn't you choose a bear? Like they can they can go up on two feet, they can be on four feet, they can block, they could they could they run can like catch, hell. They can run. And then no. and then Travis goes, a bear. And I was like, No, yes. it was Jason. Jason but, picked the bear. Stop. But he left like the idea of the bear and chose an eagle. Like who does that? Like an eagle. Travis was like, no, because then you could just plant somebody in the end zone and they could stop them from. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. I wanted to text wait for you. the Gronk episode. I started it, it on gets, my way home. They have the debate all over again with Gronk. <gasps> I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we were, and, and then um he said what was it what was what did Jason say Jason said something and, and Josh was like chill out man because he said he shouldn't have said it, it was like he have something he shouldn't have said and he was like chill out like yeah said that it was so funny but I had to say I had to say that because I was listening to it and I was like oh I can't wait to have this conversation with Sarah yeah um, but- I listened to the their newest episode I listened to part of it on the way home today um well, I started it and didn't realize they released one on Monday the Gronk episode yeah they said coming off our Gronk episode and I was like whoa I missed that one wait a minute yeah so I went back and I listened to it but yeah I, I just had to mention the the animal conversation I'm gonna have to ask Mr. Generous later what he thinks I'm sure he'll have a legitimate reason behind what he's like oh absolutely he will yeah I I need a report back oh absolutely I will give you a report back speaking of animals (laughs) he is like all up on your in your space King climbed up in in the chair this little asshole and Max got loose the other day and took off and um so those of you that have listened to the podcast for any length of time know that my um I lost my dog it'll be a year in February um and we got this little asshole (laughs) he's um part pit bull part coon hound um and if you listen closely um to this episode you'll hear him talking to me just a little bit ago because he wanted up in the chair with me um but he uh, and my other dog got loose the other day. They opened, the UPS guy showed up and they opened up our screen door and took off. And King was gone for like three hours. We, I didn't think we were going to find him. And I was like crying. I was like in the shower crying. I hate this dog most of the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was in the shower like crying. He's like, what, me? What, you hate me? <laughs> um, but I was like so so devastated and upset that like my dog was gone and this is like my second dog and like you know a year and all that kind of stuff and then uh somebody called me on Facebook Messenger because we had posted a bunch of stuff on Facebook and somebody called me on Facebook Messenger that was a old colleague of mine and she was like they found him and so I went and got him and everything we think he probably got hit by a car at some point I'm uh, not bad like not really bad but uh, it took him like four or five days to like get back to normal and um, up until about three days ago and it's been at least a week and a half probably uh, he wouldn't even go outside like we had to go outside with him <laughs> and we'd have to go stand on the grass so he would walk over to the grass and go to the bathroom and then he would immediately run back in so he went on a little puppy adventure oh boy did he but <laughs> they found him a block and a half from our house so <laughs> I don't know how much we adventure. Not much of an adventure. Right. Wasn't he stuck in the fence or something? No, he was just laying in the fenced area. Oh, he was and in he a fenced area. Yeah, he wouldn't come out uh, for the lady that found him. 
he wouldn't come out. And she said, so it's funny now. It wasn't funny. Like in the moment, it wasn't very funny, but she said, I have, I have ham. Like I, she had brought like lunch meat. <laughs> she, was ham. To, she was like, I have ham. I'm trying to get, she kept calling him at her. She's like, I'm trying to get her out. She won't come out. And I go, well, it's for sure. Not my dog. If it's not, if he's not coming out for ham, it's not my dog. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's probably never had ham. You don't like him. I don't get him. Do you get well, ham? no well, I mean Christopher oh okay ham, but like he probably really hasn't ever had ham but like he doesn't care he's non-food specific like he could give a shit less what he wants as long to as it's eat food. as long as it's food I mean he's sometimes most... if it's not food does sometimes he ever eat things oh a hundred percent all the time mucinex yeah. he ate mucinex yesterday <laughs> well I mean he won't have a cough and he won't have any secretions or it'll, yeah. or it'll thin, thin him yeah anyway that's that's about all i have all this okay. been going on in this world i'm going to san diego for a child abuse conference. i mean i'm jealous you're going to san diego but i'm not jealous about what you're going for so you go you go do that go do you boo yeah we'll come back but, and i'll oh, talk about child abuse sarah and i are taking a little trip in march we we're are. gonna go to spring training we're going to spring training and yeah. sarah was like hey i'm gonna get these tickets and then she went to look at the tickets oh your sound your account summary is in closed speaking of expedia um oh and she's like hey i'm gonna get these like these 50 dollars tickets okay whatever you know tickets to our option like the options for like our tickets were uh anywhere from eight dollars to fifty dollars and morgan was like what's the eight dollar option i was like the lawn and i'm pretty sure we have to provide our own chairs and i was like well what's the 50 i mean what's a 50 dollar option and she was like oh, looks like there's food and there's drinks. And then she gets on and she's like, dude, this is a catered meal. And then free booze. It's it's a covered deck too. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, so. we're going to go take a little little three-day trip, just the two of us. We yeah. did uh, we did book on, on Frontier. So that could be an adventure. We'll see. <laughs> we're just going to be able to pack everything in our backpacks. Yeah, that's all we for the best. <laughs> but I mean, we're not going to be doing a whole lot while we're there. So, you know. We don't no. need we don't need fancy schmancy stuff. No, and and shorts and jerseys don't take up too much space. Don't oh. drink my tea. I can throw oh. some leggings in there and I'll be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be hot, hot enough. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So today we're tackling kind of a tough subject. So I do want a trigger warning. Um, so we're gonna talk about narcissism and some narcissistic abuse. And I did a little teaser on our social. Listen, I know how to post on social media. I don't know how to tell you which is which. So we'll give you those at the end. Sarah's really good at that. Um, but she's, but she's been the one that's been posting here recently. Like you've been doing a very good job of it. So I, I'm trying to increase our, our, our listenership and viewership, but I did find it funny that I went to look at, at that. And, um, the mystic vagina episode of course has been the most listens recently. I'm like, yeah. this is vagina. So I'm sure, I'm sure people are like, Oh, yeah. what's this? everybody wants to listen to the vagina episode anyway we are going to talk about narcissism today and one of the things that i tease on um our socials was uh that this is going to be the first time i'm talking um publicly or openly about my experience with narcissistic abuse um Sarah was like, are you sure this is going to be a good idea? Yeah, because- I still, I'm still not a hundred percent sure that this is going to be a good idea, but I mean, I, you know me, I had to call and apologize to Morgan yesterday for being a hothead it was like- because <laughs> I, I match energies real, real fucking fast. And I wasn't like, there wasn't anybody even really with energy. I just know the energy and I was matching it. <laughs> And then, so what's funny is that I called her and another one of our coordinators just to have a phone call. I just needed to talk through some things and we did a little bit. And I thought before I called, I bet Sarah's not going to answer. It's therapy day. And and so she had to jump off the call to go to therapy. And um, she she calls me and says, I'm just, the f-, she doesn't even say hi. She says, I'm really sorry for being such a hothead. And I was like, oh, I well, said, how, I, how did therapy go? What happened to therapy? <laughs> I said it. I bet it's really hard dealing with me, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like though I'm able to say things and kind of like bring you down. I think that <laughs> I think that we're good at that, right? Like, well, yeah. I think thank God for you and the other coordinator because that's why went, my suggestion that I had during that thing was like that we all coordinated. Go fuck yourself. That was your suggestion. That would have been that would have been my email. <laughs> 
my email would have been go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah yeah anyway um yes I've been posting more to like increase our our views and stuff like that because you know this is something that we love to do and not very many people are listening and and so get out there like share subscribe um give us a rating or review on whatever you listen to so like apple you can, you know, you go to the the purple icon, you scroll to our podcast, you scroll to the bottom, and then you can rate and review it. Um, give it five stars. Tell us what you like about it. Give us suggestions. We have had some email suggestions, so we'll get to those too. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Um, but today we're talking about narcissism. We'll see how this goes. Sarah, what do you know about narcissism? I know a lot about narcissism. I grew up with narcissism. <laughs> Uh, do you, do you care to share who was narcissistic that you grew up? Also probably gonna have some issues with this, but like, absolutely. My father is Mm -hmm. like 100% narcissistic. Yeah. I mean, and I tell him to his face. (laughs) Yeah. There's no question about that. That's for sure. No. No. Um, I think, I think the hard thing with narcissism is a lot of people it's, it's a common word that's thrown around recently. And I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I might have, um, but I had started listening to a podcast called The Narc and Me. Yeah. Um, and shoot, her name is Ashley, but I don't remember her last name. I'll have to look it up so that I don't, I can credit her appropriately. But um, she really talks about her relationship um, and experiencing narcissistic abuse and how, you know, they had gone to couples therapy and he called her separately and told her, um, he's, he's narcissist. He's a narcissist. You need to get out now. And in the moment you don't, you don't see it. It's very difficult with narcissistic abuse to see, but as I kept listening to this podcast at one point I was in the car and I listened to a lot of podcasts in the car because I have like a 50 minute commute, which is wonderful. Either that or Harry Potter. Somebody asked me yesterday if I was a Potterhead and I was like, yeah, I kind of am. Um, but I will, I'm on my third listen. Yeah. I think my third listen. So it's just something that I'll do like while I'm cooking or while I'm putting on my makeup in the morning, or, um, I throw my, don't get mad at me and don't send me nasty grams. I hate grams. I put my phone underneath my pillow and I turn it on low and I'll listen to it to go to sleep too. Cause it's familiar. I know what's going to happen. It's like a comfort. But anyway, I listen. Yeah, but Mr. Generous makes a lot of fun of her because she listens to murder podcasts to go to sleep. And I was like, "Mm, I just feel like that's normal nowadays. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What? Come here. He's like, and then they, (laughs) he always does that. that (laughs) And then they they cut off her head. (laughs) That's what he says. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I was in the car by myself listening to this podcast and I like had this huge sigh and I was like, I need to call my therapist out loud. Hadn't been with seeing, I hadn't seen Jenna in, I don't, it had been a while. Like we had worked through a lot of things. I didn't, she was like, I think you're doing really good. I don't think we had a need to have another session, you know, anytime soon. And so I texted her and I was like, Hey, can we put some time on the books? <laughs> she was like, sure. When do you want to do it? So we put some time on the books and like, I got on with her and just kind of had a conversation about, you know, what I, what was happening. And she goes, you know, I knew this would happen. Um, You weren't ready just yet. You were still very raw, still very broken. Um, But I think that you're in a really safe place right now that we could do this. And she's like, what do you think about doing some EMDR work? And I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, I think that that's probably what needs to be done. Um, If you really want my thought of it, I was terrified. What does EMDR stand for, Morgan? Um. Eye movement desensitization, E M I rapid E M D R I I E M. I'll look it up. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. Don't hurt yourself over there. Yeah, thank you. Because I always get it wrong. I movement. I movement desensitization. Oh my god! And reprocessing. And reprocessing. E M D R. Eye movement and desensitization reprocessing. Thank you. That word. You're welcome. Um, I always forget the, the last word. And I'm always like EMDR. I know you guys just heard me do that. Um, so times. basically what happens with um, EMDR is that, you know, a lot of which we've talked about in the neurobiology of trauma, a lot of your trauma 
um, is stored in your limbic system through your senses, where your logical brain gets turned off. So it's one side of your brain really that stores it. And with EMDR, you're then utilizing both sides of your brain to process it. So you're kind of deactivating deactivating the limbic system while you're activating the logical part of your brain, but also, so you're using both sides of your, your brain to process what's happening. So she said, um, I think we need to do some EMDR. What do you think about it? And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think that's what needs to be done. But I got off the phone and I called Sarah and I was like, I have to do EMDR therapy processing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was literally terrified, um, for my first, my first therapy session, because, um, when you do EMDR, you take, um, well, this is what I'm doing with my therapist. I'm not going to say that this is what everybody does because therapy is very, very different because it's individualized. So, um, you, I had a specific memory that I was thinking about, um, and it was really invasive. This memory was really invasive. Uh, anytime we would go on trips, it was really very difficult for me to go on trips without anxiety, which it still is a little bit, but we're kind of processing through that. So, um, uh, it's interesting too, because it doesn't matter what kind of travel I go on. Anytime I travel, I have anxiety and it's not because of the travel. It's because of this situation. And I'll I'll talk a little bit about it, but, um, this is the first thing about it because I think that you are still processing it and you know, I processed through this memory. Okay. That was, this was my first session. Um, because you know, I can't control the way other people's react, how other people react. And I understand that, you know, even in the moment when I would wanted to, you know, shelter my kids from his reaction, I can't control how other people react. I can only control myself and what I did in that situation. And so, um, what, since I do zoom sessions, have you even said who he is? Are you going to say who he is? Cause you haven't said who he is. I don't think I'll say his name. No, no, no. I mean, I don't think you need to say his name. But... Oh, my ex-husband. Okay. My ex. I think I said that, but if I didn't, it's okay. my, my, ex-husband. I don't remember you saying that. Um, but I, so I was telling her about the situation where, why I get so anxious when I travel. And it's because, you know, when I started in nursing school, I was working nights. Um, I had two kids. Uh, I wasn't sleeping really, really well. Um, and if I knew I, I was at the house by myself and I had to go pick up our daughter from school, like it was just very difficult for me. And so I was not sleeping well. And, um, we, the plan was to travel to my uncle's ranch in, um, no, it's in, this is in central Kansas. So, I mean, it was a good, it's a good, like four hour drive. So the plan was I would work and then he would drive the vehicle and I would sleep. And so this was a discussed plan. We had talked about it. And, um, after I got home, we got all packed up and started heading down the road and we got, I, I don't know, probably an hour down the road. And I was just attacked. Um, I was told how selfish I was cause I was going to sleep and he had to drive. And, um, and I mean, it was in front of my kids, uh, and he was saying really mean and hateful things. And I, in the moment felt so out of control is the word that I used for Jenna, because I didn't understand why it was this response because we had had the discussion about what the plan was and I was following the plan. And then me following the plan turned into this like huge, like I was a selfish bitch and, and those things. And so this was my first session that I had to work through. But part of it is that you have to move through what happens. So you have to tell the story again. And that's like, like we talked about, like, especially with our forensic patients, that's like re-traumatizing, but during the process you tap. So you cross your arms and you like tap on your collarbones while you're doing this and you <clears throat> evaluate like what you were feeling or the situation or what you're seeing or what you're feeling in the moment. Um, and then um, you acknowledge that and then you kind of move through and process what you want to get to, which is I don't have control over his emotions. I couldn't control him. The only thing I had control over was my reaction. And I did the best I could in the moment. And that is reality, right? Like you do the best you can with what you have. So, um, there was gaslighting in there from him, which, um, gaslighting is 
making basically making you feel like you're crazy. Like they'll they'll say things, you know, I have the perfect, I have the perfect example of gaslighting from a message I got the other day. Did I tell you about this message? Mm, No, but I've, (laughs) I've seen so many of them and they're all the same. Yeah. Sarah is really fond of my ex-husband. He's really fond of me too. So it's fine. It's a mutual fondness. Yeah. And this is really the first time that I've told, told my story. This is my story. This is my experience. And that's all I'm going to say about it because this is my truth. Um, And so I'm sharing my truth and I get to do that because this is my life and my truth. And I, I get to share that. Mm -hmm. So um, the other day I got, uh, this is so stupid to even like gaslight about. And I'm telling you, I'm on the other end of like, I have the ability to gray rock and I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But um, I got a piece of mail that had his license tag on it because it's still registered in my name that he hasn't taken out of my name. So he's supposed to get my name taken off his vehicle a long time ago. So I get the, for his car tag for the state, that he's got like four fines because I don't know, maybe he hadn't paid his bill or whatever. This is like the third time I've gotten one of these. So I sent him a message and I'm like, this is really getting old. Here's another one. And we only communicate through um, our family wizard, which is an app. Um, that's uh, monitored by the courts. Yes. And you can, you can, Stop. that's the point is that you can use it for court. And so so I then get a message back and um, you guys, we sold my Subaru like six months ago. We've had our, oh, our vehicle easily. for our new vehicle for six months. And he says that was, um, that was tied to your Subaru. It had a fucking picture of his license plate, Sarah. There was a picture of his license plate going through the toll. <laughs> like if there's no denying that. It, and I was like, no it wasn't. And I was like, I haven't had the Subaru for six months. It's not tied to it. I'm like, it's because the vehicle is still registered in my name, which is why I get these. So you need to figure it out. Like, like that is just, that is the gaslighting that happens where it's like not his fault. Right. Well, nothing is his fault because he's perfect. And that's (laughs) the picture of narcissism. I mean, not necessarily just with him, but in general, like it can't be their fault because they don't do anything wrong ever. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to say though, that I've heard a lot is we all have narcissistic traits, but that's important for your survival, like, or your success or those kinds of things, like believing you can do something or thinking like grandiose thoughts. It's okay to do those things. It's okay to have narcissistic traits, but it's really different whenever, um, there's abuse involved with it. Well, and I think too, um, you know, I tell Chris all the time that he has dreams of grandeur because, you know, he, um, he's constantly on the hunt for land or property or a house or, you know, things like that, or a building to buy and, you know, that kind of stuff. And he is always like, okay, we could do this. We could do that. And if we moved this here and we sold this here and we did I'm like, you have dreams of grandeur. I mean, like that is, you are just out there, babe. Like we're, we're fine. We're fine right here. You know, that is hilarious because, um, one of the ways that therapists use to diagnose narcissistic personality disorder, which, Let's just kind of talk about that for a minute, because if you're a narcissist, is it likely that you're going to admit that you need to go? Hell no. (laughs) Tell me one narcissist that ever has gone to a therapist to actually get diagnosed as a narcissist. (laughs) Yeah, right. The definition of being a narcissist is like, I can tell you that the reason why people, they probably finally came up with all of this bullshit is incarcerated people. It's serial killers. Like that's how they came up with this shit. Wasn't, and I'm not saying all narcissists are serial killers or you know, or, you know, um, need to be incarcerated or anything like that. But I mean, for real though, I'm sure that like, that's the only way they figured this mess out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are what they call self-aware narcissists, but narcissism is a personality disorder. It's a personality trait disorder. And so it's a, um, a, a, not a disease, a disorder. It's not a disease. So you can't cure it. Like, 
like any, like most mental health issues. And it's actually newer on the DSM um, list of diagnoses uh, because, you know, it wasn't something that was. Do they have medication for it that I could just slip into some people's drinks? (laughs) Well, I mean, they would have to show up to places. So Um, like that one time that somebody showed up to pick up some people and I could have just handed a cookie over or something. You think he would have taken a cookie for me? No, he didn't even look at me. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, so uh, one of the things that I read was that it affects a lot of aspects of life, relationships, work, what? school, what? and financial. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Okay, so they have nine traits to look at for um, a narcissist. Okay, um, there's a difference between narcissistic traits and and diagnosed narcissistic personality disorder, but, um, grandiosity, Mm. that's like those delusions of grandeur, right? Like exaggerated self sense, self-importance, um, sense of self feeling superior to others that they deserve special treatment. Um, and those are often (laughs) accompanied with unlimited success, brilliance, power, beauty, or love. Like they think they have that because, Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, because mm-hmm. I, I, some of some of the peeps um, I got in the back of my brain don't have any of that. Uh, also, beauty is within the eye of the beholder. And at one point, you felt like this person was beautiful. I mean, when I first met him, he was pretty good looking. Yeah, and then he, and then, then he wasn't. Then he wasn't. <laughs> then he wasn't. <laughs> then he wasn't. Uh, but it doesn't just have to do with those the outward appearance but right right um, well and that's what I'm saying too you know like the thought of beauty isn't just on the outside but like I I think that people are I find people so much more good looking once I get to know them I feel like than just you know I do find people good looking like obviously there's good looking people out there Um, but like, I think that once I would get to know somebody more or better is when I find them even better looking because their personality, their traits, you know, that kind of stuff, or I find them to be absolutely revolting. Yeah. (laughs) Depending. You're real Um, hot, but God, don't open your mouth. (laughs) Please just keep your mouth closed. Close your mouth. (laughs) Um, okay. So what about this one? Excessive need for admiration. They must yeah. be the center of attention. Oh, they monopolize boy. conversations <laughs> and they feel slighted, mistreated, depleted, and enraged when ignored. Oh, I have that trait. <laughs> Remember, it's okay to have some, some <laughs> traits <laughs> as long as you don't have several of them. I think no. it's five out of the nine to be diagnosed with. Oh, um, yeah, I don't. What are you clicking? What are you clicking? Oh, I'm, it's my pen. I'm sorry. I'll put it up. I have it this is- real bad habit. I'm sorry. I know it's real, real loud, right by the microphone. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the funny thing about this one is that they will seek out successful, beautiful, powerful people. (gasps) Look at you. You. Yeah. Because it makes them look better. Um, I remember I had received, they would have to show up for shit though. Okay, but let me tell you this. I remember I re- do you remember in 2019 when I received the two um, awards from the hospital? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was supposed to be a surprise. I wasn't supposed to know about that. And we were having an argument, and in the middle of the argument, he told me about these these um, these awards. Uh, and I looked at him and I said, "You just ruined something that was supposed to be really special for me by telling me that." I was like, I "Remember." That's horrible. That is a horrible thing to do. I was like, you just ruined that for me. So it was really difficult for me to be happy in the moment when I got them because getting two of these awards at one time is like very rare. A lot of people don't get the two, like get two of these awards. So um, it was a big deal for me. I was like, I, you know, I was still pretty young in the department and, you know, I was just trying to like move out. Somebody really cool probably nominated you. (laughs) (laughs) well I had a couple of nominations yeah 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 so um but yeah he's like in the middle of a fight used that to 
to get one over on me, quote unquote, but they will seek out powerful or successful or beautiful people because it makes them look better and they can um, take on your, your success um, or your power as their own. Isn't that crazy? So a lot of, um, a lot of relationships are like, it's, it's hard for people to understand because one partner is really successful and they do really well, like in their other part of their life. And then when they find out that this has happened, they're like, wait, how, like how, you know, the understanding about this kind of abuse is, is, is so hard. It's really difficult. Well, especially when you have that, that power dynamic, um, you know, I, I think that people probably looked at you and were like, no, nope. Like Morgan's like a very like straightforward, powerful, like not going to take shit type of person. Oh, and I didn't. And so she did it. Yeah. She didn't lay down. Right. Obviously that's why, I mean, that's not why they, you guys got divorced. Like there's multiple reasons there, yeah, but, yeah. but like, I mean, like there's no happiness in that situation because you didn't lay down and let him walk on you. Yeah. I was not, um, I was not a perfect victim as they would say, because I, I called him out on his bullshit. You know, I, I called him out on lies. That's kind of another thing is like excessive or, or I, I think that's in here, but in terms of like the lying, the grandiosity comes with lying. <clears throat> Um, superficial, uh, this is number three, superficial and exploitive relationships that are, they're based on surface attributes and not the unique quality of others. Um, they're only valued to the extent that they are viewed as beneficial. Right. Absolutely. I'm only going to be in this relationship or around these people. If they can do something for me, if they can't do anything for me, there is absolutely zero point in me being here or, or, you know, doing this. And, you know, as somebody who has known you for such a long time, um, like, you know, previously hanging out and doing things was nothing that actually happened because, you know, you had shit you had to do, right? And that shit did not include any of your friends. Mm -hmm. And so, like, a friend circle didn't really exist very well for you because- we had nothing to offer him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there was no point in us being around. Man, I, so as we talk about this, this is why Sarah thought that it was going to be too difficult for me to have this conversation because you, it's really hard to see when you're in it, but when you get out of it and you're talking Ugh. about some of these things, there's so many things that you're like, oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, this happened. Oh my God, this happened. So we were going to have dinner. I think we had gotten a babysitter we'd gotten a babysitter and we were going to go have dinner with Amy and Jake and we were on our way over and he picked a fight about something. I don't have any idea what it was about. I was driving, of course. I'm sure it doesn't even matter. Most of the time he was drinking, especially if he had anxiety, Um, but he picked a fight. He ended up getting out of the vehicle, throwing his phone down. I went, I left, I went and drove home. I was like, I'm not, I'm not playing this game. He went to a bar, got drunk, you know, came home later and um, that was just it. Like he, the whole premise of going to have dinner with my friends were, it was, it was just too much. So he well, had to it. I have been friends with Morgan since 2015. Um, and the number of times I have spent more than three minutes in his presence, I may be able to count on just one hand. Yeah. Because the only thing I can really like the only there's two times really that I can only think of that we spent any length of time together. And that was that 4th of July that Mm -hmm. you guys came over to my house and um, your birthday at Topgolf. I don't really have a whole lot of memory about that. The birthday. Mm -hmm. Because he messed up the. um... We can. Didn't he mess up the reservation? No. He did. He messed up the reservation. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He messed up the what? 
I was going to say, and we can cut this out too, if you want to, but I do remember, um, him walking up to the table as we were all standing there waiting to get our lane or whatever you call it at top golf. And, um, he walked up to the table and he had a beer, like a real beer in his hand. And I obviously made a face because he looked at me and he looked down and he said, yeah, Morgan said she thinks it's okay if I just have one. And in the back of my brain, I was like, I, I don't know if Morgan just like conceded ch- just to like not have to fucking deal with it. Or if he's making that bullshit up because just one in an alcoholic is never just one. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee that probably wasn't knowing him now. I can guarantee that probably wasn't the, the first only one. one or yeah. the first one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you this one. There's you a want lack... me to cut that? Do you want me no, to cut that's that? okay. No, you okay. can leave it. Yeah. Um, there's a lack of empathy. Oh, I was going to say empathy, empathy. <laughs> empathy, yeah. They don't uh, understand. They don't understand um, other people's emotions. That's why, like when I was talking earlier and I said something about narcissism, it, it, is, a, it is sometimes a trait of serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They don't. They don't understand other people's they emotions. They literally don't have the ability to eat, be empathetic. They don't right. have the ability to see things from another's point of view. Um, and so they will see. You can try out. as hard as you want to, but like they're not going to, they, they are not going to be able to see that. The amount of times that I would say, do you not have any empathy for anybody else? Not knowing that. Uh, no. no. <laughs> In fact, no. I wish his um, answer was always just like, No. <laughs> uh yeah. is that the answer you're looking for oh it's supposed to be yes oh shit <laughs> um and I do uh recall recently Brooklyn came to me and said um you know mom, she's very well aware of who he is she's in therapy is. yeah and actually the other day um sh- no I'm not gonna say that I'm okay. not gonna say that um yeah so she's she's taken care of she's well taken care of but she came to me and she was talking about our pod we were talking about the podcast and she's like you know dad says that it's all about him so here you go we'll give you an episode (laughs) so the mythical vagina was all (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah one of our most listened to episodes was well recently recently the most listened to was the doctor episode doctor one yeah yeah I was just kind of looking at some analytics but recently the most listened to was but that listenership is getting back up there that's exciting it is uh and I would say that he is similar to a mythical vagina so my dog is just talking I can't hear him you can't hear him oh my god I keep I don't know what his deal is he wants, he wants up with you. Okay. The next one is identity disturbance. So this is five. Um, sense of self is highly superficial, extremely rigid and often fragile. So I, I do have to say like, as you're kind of going through this, like pretty carefully, there's a lot of these that are not my father. Okay. Like a lot of these have not been my father. My, okay, my that's dad, good to know. my dad is actually very empathetic with people. Hmm uh very empathetic he that's a that's a big one too yeah yeah I mean and that is that is a huge one so sorry no that's okay that's okay sorry Um, dad that's not ever going to listen to my podcast anyway so it doesn't matter but okay uh sense of self is highly superficial extremely rigid and often fragile I like that they have a fragile (laughs) they're so fragile fragile Um, like a bomb not like a flower uh self-stability depends on maintaining the view that one is exceptional they have um a grandiose sense of self is easily threatened and (laughs) they often retreat from or deny realities that challenge that grandiosity which means they will lie about anything to make you think that they absolutely there's a lot of lying that happens a lot of lying. some of them you know will work at a restaurant let's just say um and tell you that their job is completely different than that that's not actually where they work or that they own the restaurant or that they do own the restaurant they're the owners of the restaurant they're the owners and then they're the host 
like <laughs> when I talked earlier about calling them out on their shit or whatever. And part of that is um, feeling challenged um, and then getting really angry about being challenged. So one thing that we're trying to work through with, I mean, both of our boys, because of course, let's just be honest, they're at that stage where they think that everything is anger. And Sarah, what did you learn about anger recently? Anger is a secondary emotion and not a primary emotion. Um, Anger actually is the result of feeling scared, feeling, um, I was going to say afraid. (laughs) Okay, samesies. Um, (laughs) You know, scared, anxious. Um, But anger is a secondary um, emotion. It is um, triggered from fear, uh, anxiety, um, being uh, any, anyone, it's sad, you know, um, all of those kind of things can trigger anger. Ashamed, embarrassed. Ashamed, embarrassed, depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And so automatically the it's, it's like an automatic my response clock really loud too? to anger. I can't hear it at all. Oh, good. Okay. Um, it's like an automatic response is anger when it comes to, especially being challenged. Um, difficult that a shame being ashamed. Yes. Oh, you don't yes. ever want to be embarrassed or ashamed. Oh, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Um, okay. Six is difficulty with attachment and dependency. Uh, relies on feedback from the environment. Relationships only exist to shore up a positive self-image. Interactions are superficial, superficial and int- intimacy is avoided. Mama Generous, I'm giving you a warning right now. <laughs> you might want to fast forward 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> my, you know she doesn't fast forward i know she doesn't it's just so i'm <laughs> i warned a trigger warning trigger warning mama g <laughs> uh my sex life is better than it has ever been in a very safe and stable relationship because before it was never about it was never this mutual um shared experience um and it was never about me ever, never. So, um, you know, avoiding intimacy means that you have to be intimacy can mean vulnerability and heaven forbid, if there's oh, any vulnerability there, <laughs> right. We can't be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've really learned that vulnerability is, it can really connect you to other people. Can I pause you for two seconds? Sure. I wish you could fucking see my dogs right now. I don't know if you're going to be able to see them or not. Do you see this? Are they cuddling? King is on top of Max. <laughs> Just laying on t- all, all the way on top of him. He doesn't care. Max is like, whatever. Max is like, whatever. I don't give a fuck anymore. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. So, you know, hell no, we're not going to be vulnerable. Absolutely not. Okay. Next one is number seven is chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. When attention and praise are not available, patient, oh, patience, it says patience. Um, they will feel empty, bored, depressed, or restless. So then they'll seek things like alcohol or drugs alcohol. or those kinds of things. Okay. Um, the next one is eight is vulnerability to life transition. So they have difficulty maintaining reality-based personal and professional goals over time. It compromises um, school jobs and relationships, and that may feel unbearable. And um, young adults may have a failure to launch. Mm. So, um, number nine is suicidal ideation or attempts. So, um, it's a risk factor for those um, narcissistic personality disorder is. So, it's a that is a risk factor for narcissists narcissistic personality disorder is a significant risk factor for suicide and suicidal attempts so if if they have attempted um then that is um kind of leads to that could that with other with other um of these traits okay okay so when we talk about narcissism, there's five different types. Um, and, and, and I was listening to an expert talk on this and they were talking about how 
right now they they kind of coined five different terms but there are actually they they're having a hard time nailing them all down and putting them in the dsm-5 and when i say dsm-5 that's the mental health um diagnosis book that doctors use to um classify diagnoses mental health diagnoses and it changes um so dsm-5 we're on number five so um it changes as you know science changes because science is a thing and science is real <clears throat> science is ongoing <coughs> whoa that was loud oh i'm sorry <laughs> i've had a really hard time the last couple of days with my asthma you have to mute when you cough okay i'm sorry <laughs> um okay so let's talk about the five different types um there is antagonistic narcissism covert narcissism communal narcissism overt narcissism and malignant narcissism like a cancer (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's like a cancer um it cannot be treated um and so it's um I don't want to get into these specific kinds because there's a lot of different research based on these different kinds um but a lot of people talk about how the covert narcissist is always is a very difficult one. But if we're talking about narcissism, it's really difficult to be on the other end of it, um, no matter what kind, because right, they have this grandiose sense of who they are or um, this, this, sorry, I had a burp. Um, they paint this picture of who they want to portray And so they hide all the other things. And of course, you know, with any kind of domestic violence, um, there's this, uh, it's a sense of embarrassment. Like, how am I letting this happen? Those kinds of things. And so when we're talking about- From the victim or from the perpetrator? From the victim. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll hide it, um, do things like protect the other person or, um, you know, those kinds of things. And if you think about the, the kinds of people, um, you don't want to, it's hard to one, recognize and two, you don't want to admit that you quote unquote allowed this to happen. Right. Yeah. You're, you don't need to show your own weakness in that narcissistic behavior, um, and are in, in domestic violence relationships, you know, like how, how did you allow this to happen? And of course, like there's a lot of, um, conversations that we have to have with um not only domestic violence patients but sexual assault patients about the guilt surrounding like how did we allow this to happen sort of thing and um you know the explanation of you know this is not something that you have done you didn't do this you didn't make these decisions um but me telling them that one time is not something that's going to probably change their mind necessarily Oh, and they'll never change their mind because they have a, a high. No, I mean like stuff. the victims. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not going to change the victims' minds necessarily yeah. the very first time, but at least it can start down that road of yeah. healing and that sure. path of healing. And after they hear it from so many different people throughout their journey of healing, no, I telling a narcissist anything, they're not going to believe the fucking word you have to say. So yeah, they, they have the answer. Right. Always. Okay. So you asked me if medications could be used to treat narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. um there the medications used to treat are like mood stabilizers antidepressants and antipsychotics so it's to treat symptoms not to treat the the mental health um disorder but there's just there's not anything that you can give to people like that somebody have- to, to have them understand empathy that's exactly where I was going. Like you, oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where I was going. That was a path. The exact path I was going down was. There's not anything out there. That's why it was kind of a joke when I said it. Anyway, because like, there's nothing. There's nothing you can give them to that's. That's like, oh yeah, well, this will help make you feel empathetic. They don't. They don't have that chemical or trigger in their brain. You know, their brain isn't wired like that, and never yeah. will be ever ever yeah I mean I say ever science is really good eventually maybe later on in life but so somebody who's a self-aware narcissist can realize what they're doing and if you have if you're curious about a self-aware narcissist hang on I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some info guess where I'm gonna go I'm a self-aware narcissist 
You are not. Get out of here. Oh, gosh. Okay, you're allowed. That was me? No. Oh, I didn't think that sounded like me. Okay. Okay. This guy named Lee on TikTok, his name is... That's why I said, do you know where I'm going? Who shocked? She's on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mental healness. Listen, I've learned so much about narcissism on here. And I learned that I was a victim of narcissis- narcissistic abuse. Like, I don't think that I realized that I was until I really started, like, seeing these things and putting it together. And I was like, man, that relationship was toxic. That's what I believed. TikTok made her do it. <laughs> um, but I do have to say, I, okay, so let me say this. I heard my therapist say that to me. He's a narcissist. I heard her say that to me. I did not hear that until I was in a place that my brain was allowing me to feel safe enough to hear that. So I knew, but I didn't. No, no, you heard that. You didn't internalize it. Yeah, correct. So this man's name is Lee. Um, and he, his, um, Handle is mental healness, M-E-N-T-A-L-H-E-A-L-N-E-S-S. Um, and he's a self-aware narcissist. And he talks about um, the therapy that he's gotten. Um, the reason that he did it was um, he was losing his marriage, uh, those kinds of things. And then um, I wanted to give you the one that uh, I was listening to called The Narc and Me. Um, and it's by Ashley Levitch, L-E-V-I-T-C-H. Um, and that was a podcast yeah that's the that's a the podcast that sorry, i sorry i'm yawning to. you guys it's not i'm bored by this situation it's just i'm real tired we've had a really long day so it's been a real rough day you know i anticipate we'll talk about this a little bit more uh, but i just kind of wanted to give you the basics of what it looks like um because this is something that i'm healing from i have a lot of trauma from my past relationship and i cannot tell you how lucky i am to be um with spencer because he is so patient with me um i feel safe and comfortable enough to tell him that i'm having a trauma response because a lot of the things that i respond to um it's like weird weird little quirks and it's based on something that i've experienced the things what are you gonna say she, the things that she calls and tells me all the time are just like it's so funny that we're still I mean I say it's still like you you guys have been together a year and a half now two almost two yeah mm-hmm. and so um it's still funny to me that you're you still are like I I called him and I told him like you know when you guys were talking about like that bill that you forgot to pay or whatever oh yeah because I forgot to pay my water bill and we got our water turned off. I oh told my her, God. I told her, I was like, oh, that happens in this house. Like at least one, once or twice, maybe even more than that a year, because it's not an automatic payment that comes but out of the, our account. The text message that I got was hilarious. Right. <laughs> but so the funny thing is, is that like the way that she's like, you know, of course he doesn't respond in any, any way. Like he responds normally, like, okay, well. He like, said, maybe, maybe we should get this paid. <laughs> he said, Hey, uh, they just came and turned the water off. I thought we took care of that, didn't we? And I was like, Oh, fuck. I forgot to pay this because we had this enormously high abnormal bill. And so we were working on getting it figured out. And the lady at the office was less than helpful because um, it was like a shocking. $500 bill when normally it's like 180, like at the most. And that's even when Brooklyn left the hose on when she put it on the which put trampoline. It on the trampoline yeah yeah so it was abnormally high and so I like I went ahead and paid like half of it and then we were gonna look into it and I was like oh fuck I forgot to pay the other half I'm so sorry I was like the text message I'm so sorry babe I'm so sorry and he's like it's okay I'm gonna get dressed to go down to the office and and pay it I just didn't want to double pay it literally that that's he's like it's fine we all and she make- was like she was like you're you're okay you're okay yeah um I have to pause for a second. Okay. Okay. Probably isn't the last time that we're going to talk about this, but I definitely just wanted to like dip a toe in and kind of share my experience. It's scary to share your experience, especially um, when the other party is who they are. Um, And um, so 
Uh, oh, I know what it was. What? I know what the song was. Oh my God. I love that you just remembered that. Okay, what? Because of the way you said that. I was going to see, like, I was going to start this episode by singing, you're so vain. You probably <laughs> think this song is about you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally where I was going to go with that. And that's an old enough song. I just feel like the copyright's off of it by now. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> that is a good one for this episode. Um, but again, this is my truth and this is my story and I'm allowed to tell my story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's taken me a while. Um, I'm, I've, I've been divorced from this man. I've, I've been separated from this man for almost three years. Mm-hmm. Is it three? Three years. Oh, yeah. Cause you lived by yourself for a mm-hmm. year, two years. I, yeah, you lived by yourself for two years, but, and prior to that, um, you guys were technically separated. I feel like. So I asked for the divorce in March, moved out in May. Um, while we got the house. So I lived in, in the same house as him for two months, got the house all, um, fixed up, got out in May. And then, um, we were divorced in September. Yeah. It was final in September. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've been separated for almost three years. I mean, apart for three years, but, um, I feel, I think just now I'm feeling comfortable to come out and talk about it. And, um, and, you know, I, this is my experience. I'm allowed to talk about it, but I'm so fortunate. (laughs) I have to tell you, uh, we were talking the other night and, um, we were watching some show or something and it was talking about how, um, they were broken or, um, like (sighs) something. And, um, Spencer, I said something, I said something about same yo. And Spencer goes, wait a minute though. Like you're healing. And he's like, Oh, I damaged goods. I said something about, Oh, I said, yeah. that was me. And he was like, you think you were damaged goods? I was like, I mean, I came along with a lot, a lot of baggage. And he was like, I mean, but you're, you're, I'll take you refurbished. <laughs> and I was like, you think I'm refurbished? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, but I think it required your friends and therapy and, He's like, I think you are strong and, um, that you, you know, are refurbed. And, and I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, it was just interesting that he said it that way, but I think it is funny that, yeah, two years in and I'm still like having these trauma responses. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, that's the, that's, that's, that was your trauma response. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember the first one I had with him? Um, hold on, I, called, think. I called you from my bathroom in the apartment on the floor bawling with an, I was having a panic yes. attack. Yes. Um, you were having a panic attack because he, I, I find this funny now, obviously at the time I didn't, but you were having a panic attack because he, um, he made the right choices and he did the right things and you didn't know how to function. Yeah. Because I messed up a schedule. That's right. You'd messed up. You were supposed to go out of town with them or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time we were going to go out of town. You guys, and you double booked something. And, yeah. and he was like, okay. Yeah, yeah he said, that's right. Because I didn't want you to go out of town with them. Cause I was like, he could still be a serial killer. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> and he's like the most gentle human being right. in the world. But yeah, I, um, I, so it was always my responsibility for all the schedules, but then if anything was messed up, you know, it was always put on me. And so, um, I had, we were planning on going to like a mini cabin, um, out of town. And I think Brooklyn ended up having a chair competition or something. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I totally forgot. I didn't have it in my calendar. I'm so sorry. And he was like, oh, that's okay. No big deal. We'll just switch to this day. And I was like, and literally was on my floor in the bathroom and just I remember saying this is so stupid why am I crying like I was (laughs) he made the right choices he did the right things (laughs) yeah 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 so yeah there's still a lot of trauma responses that I'm working through it and I'm really really grateful for where for where I am and I'm grateful for my experience because you know my time that I had with my ex-husband because I wouldn't have my wonderful kids and you know, but moving on to a new season in my life has been really nice. So, yeah. Um, 
I do want to share um, some resources with you. I'm going to let Shara, 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 <laughs> I'm going to let Sarah, my new name, Shara, <laughs> share our um, social media with you while I pull this website up. I know it, but I'm going to pull it up anyway. <laughs> um, so our social medias are um, on Facebook. It's do I make you uncomfortable? Instagram, do I make you uncomfortable 2015? Uh, Twitter is at do uncomfortable. We're really awful at Twitter, you guys. Um, and uh, been posting last... on it. Oh, really? Okay. I have, yeah. Good job. Okay, good job. We're better. Instagram's at a little harder, though, I have to say, because I have to associate a, a picture with it. And then we have to put we... a link in the box. Oh, yeah, we've, we've contemplated doing more of like showing some of like, short clips of our uh recording because we record on zoom sometimes um and like loading that into instagram um for like a preview of the episode sort of thing um like some of the other podcasts do but um we uh but uh so twitter is at do uncomfortable and then we have uh, our gmail is do i make you uncomfortable at gmail.com and please um rate and subscribe to us on apple podcast spotify wherever you listen we're on all those platforms um because it helps us you know increase listenership and we really want that um we want to get out there so that a lot of people are getting this information i think it's important you know for you know representation so yeah we do have um, some I'm, fun episodes but like we have some serious ones too yeah this one was a little serious, I, serious. thanks for listening thanks for listening yeah. and allowing me to tell you a little bit about my story i'm sure you'll hear more um i'll be able to share more with you guys too like i'll be able to share you'll never believe what happened yesterday or what this <laughs> you, you believe with it what this text message was or not a text message just message on ofw um, okay, I'm going to give you the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It's thehotline.org. And you can call, text, or chat. Um, if you text, you just text START to 88788. They have live chat that you can click on. And they have um, a phone you can call. It's 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. And they do have a really safe option. There's a red X in the top right corner. So if you are on it and then somebody comes in the room and you're not supposed to be on it, you can click that um, and it'll just go straight to Google. So um, that is, you know, I was looking at it and actually our most uh, played pod, our most played episode ever was not the doctor episode. Oh, what was that? Uh, it was Despacito. Oh my God, that was a good one. I kind of want to go back and listen to that one. I know, that was a really good one. That was a fun one. <laughs> that was a really fun one. And I read the I read the about this episode and it just says Morgan wanted to hide the subject of this episode and make it a surprise. Just know there's a lot of talk about sexual assault. So if that's a trigger, be warned. <laughs> and because, what was it? Deposition? And you said Despacito? <laughs> was that what it was? That was that's why it's that yeah. name. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for sticking with us. I hope you have a wonderful couple of weeks and we will talk at you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.